Welcome to Talking in Stations. I am Madderall. It is April 13th. How are you doing, Ashtarathi? Greetings, fellow Empyreans. I am Ashtarathi, and it is an exciting day for a lot of us and a terrifying day for others. How are you? <laughs> doing good. Uh, also with us today is Rundle. How are you doing, Rundle? Hey, I'm doing fine. Hello to fellow pilots of New Eden. I agree with Ashtarathi. Terrifying and glorious and exciting all in one giant package today. All right. Well, we'll go through the patch notes today, find out why it's so scary and what's really cool about the new stuff that's come in. Uh, we'll look at uh, some of the changes of industry as that starts to roll in, which is exciting. And we'll look at the bugs because there's some funny things, some funny business going on. And uh, later on, we'll talk about player news and so forth. But uh, for now, let's get started with some, take this top to bottom. Uh, we'll do some, uh, well, actually, this is uh, Children of Light. This is a new space phenomena. What is space phenomena, Ash? Yeah, so the main focus of this patch is uh, beautification of EVE Online. There are a lot of landmarks that were added to the game, a lot of landmarks that were gussied up a little bit, worked on, you know, like reiterated on. Um, and like overall, like visual improvements within, within Eve. Um, I can hear a little bit of an echo, by the way. That's me. Sorry. And it's, it's trying to speech jammer me. Yeah, it's okay. There. Um, so yeah, the children of light is, is awesome. So the children of light is just one of those ones that it's not new, but, uh, they did, I believe renew it or they revamped it. They, they, they made it prettier. Uh, that being said, we actually don't know what it looks like right now. Um, Kadi Asai posted a really good video and a tweet um, of what it looked like beforehand. But uh, what I thought was a tweet of the after uh, actually doesn't have it spawned at all, which makes sense because the Children of Light is actually one of the really big mysteries of Eve. Um, famously, hydrostatic podcast competition to try to solve what triggers it. Um, and ultimately we failed because there it's complex enough, apparently that we wouldn't be able to just discover it. And, um, ultimately that conquest failed, but that was not after over a year of people trying to figure out how to trigger this phenomenon that's been in the game for forever. Um, but since 2004, it, what causes it to happen versus not? Yeah, I think so. There's a chronicle, uh, called children of light that kind of tells the story and it's more or less a ghost story about this, this lost ship and their, their crew. And now there's a beacon on the Ionorsta perimeter gate that uh, says children of light and is normally just blank. But there is a sequence of conditions that when it occurs, causes this big nebulous glow to appear everywhere. Um, and uh, that is the effect that apparently has been updated among with, along with all of the others. So we have a nice picture of the effect here. Very rare. It's unlikely you'll see it in uh in the game but somehow it gets triggered it's just that nobody knows how it's triggered but there is a full video from uh, katia say uh, the famous explorer of eve online and also the head of signal cartel now and uh she was sitting out here testing uh, a camera and uh managed to just catch it from beginning to end which is incredible like even if someone was lucky enough to see this thing happen, 
they might see it when it was almost over because I think it's an eight minute, nine minute effect, but happened to be filming right when it started. We're looking right at the gate and it's an amazing video. We'll see if we can find that and put it in the links for you. Yeah, uh, it's it's quite awesome and it's an awesome effect. And the so the the whole reason why this was sort of uh, relevant here is that it's related to a person named Mark 726, who has a very long running uh, Eve blog called Eve Travel, who has written uh, a very amazing Eve lore Bible, or I think it's called a primer. Primer. No, my I called mine the primer. I think he called his something else. Either way, um, it is probably the single best tome to read front to back to understand the the breadth of of the Eve story. Um, but also on Eve travel, he's gone to basically almost every single landmark and interesting site in Eve Online and has documented his journeys. Um, and this is relevant because uh, and CCP has coyishly confirmed that this is no mistake that the Ion Ursta um, or that rather the Children of Light update happened at the same time as another um, as another landmark that was put in. So we should probably talk about all of the landmarks that were actually put in today and and we can get into why uh, they mentioned Children of Light, even though it was kind of a side thing comparatively. Um, but if we start at the end, there's a curious one. All of these other ones, uh, they, we have New Eden. Uh, there's there's one in Stain. There's one in um, uh, various different places in Nullsec, and we'll get to each one of them. But one of them stands out as being somewhat odd to me. In fact, I had to tweet about it to find out. It's uh, Mozit. Mozit. M-O-Z-Z-I-D-I-T. <laughs> what a name. Has no remarkable reference in the lore, has no land, like visible like anomaly that I saw. What's so special about it? What's so special about it is that this is the home system of Mark 726. So now uh, Mark 726 has a landmark in the game, the New Eden Travel Agency, complete with Professor Science in a shuttle ready to help people out. Uh, in his home system, which is a low sex system, so be careful when you come go and visit. Genesis. But I just think that that is just the darnest coolest thing. Uh, you know, CCP has several landmarks that CCP has put out recently. Uh, Kriva got a landmark um, in Amar for his Veldnot. Um, Kadiasai, obviously, was it actually uh, has called, their own monument. Was it actually called Kriva, the uh, statue, or I? Uh, I think it's called the Kriba Monument. The, yeah, I wonder if it's like clearly labeled him. The Katya one is Katya, right? That's named after right. Katya. The Kriba one is probably named Kriba, but this one's a little coy in that yes. it doesn't name Mark 726 by name, but we know it's him. Right. So he got a statue for all but, his great lore work. But Professor Science, his character is there, sort of, in a way, so... So that is, um, it's a it's a way of CCP acknowledging uh, over a decade of work um, in Eve Online, and so uh, he is actually the reason why Hydrostatic caught, you know went after the um, Children of Light story because in his telling of the landmark he points out that he's never seen it before, 
And to this day, he's never seen it before. And I say that after six to eight months of trying to discover how to how to solve it. So not only was he trying everything, but he was there a lot. And he is still yet to ever see the Children of Light himself. And so it is it is definitely a bit of a of a here you go, Mark. Enjoy your new monument. Also, screw you, Children of Light. You still haven't seen it. So <laughs> it oh, is what it is. It is to be an explorer. Well, uh, but each of these monuments are are have have you know varying amount of history, and and a lot of them are actually visual things that were have supposed to be there, but um, weren't necessarily able to be represented properly until now. And we we showed it off last week, but uh, and we could probably show that video again too if you wanted to. Yeah, is that from the news story, right? The same video. It's about two minutes long, right? Yeah, they re. Oh yeah, re- yeah. Actually, you can just play that one. Yeah, they republished it in oh, the news article today, because uh, they had a separate news article for the for these landmarks. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it wasn't just in the patch notes. So they actually it's some really nice screenshots, and this uh, just almost two minute video is actually very nice, and they do show this um, new little um, uh, in Mozit Mozidit section they, that new landmark there. Um, they show it in the video as well. Um, but there's still an unknown landmark, right? So there's still, they tease us in the patch notes today and say, there's yet another landmark that, uh, is yet to be discovered. And I don't think it's this one. Yeah. I think it's yet another one. That polar right. So, so as of right now, we do not know where the hidden site is. I've asked, I had a couple of guesses. And I know that there are a couple of people that are actively hunting to figure out what the uh, what the sites are or what this site is. Um, what I can confirm is it isn't the Battle of Akatsiyah site. Um, it isn't. I don't believe it's the Eve Travel Agency because both of those are listed in in the list. But the other thing he mentioned in his tweet to me was he said that that has a global beacon. I'm not 100% sure what he means by a global beacon, whether or not that means it's a landmark that can be seen on the thing, or whether or not that means that it's something that's visible in space to everyone, or if this is so hidden that it has to be scanned down or found in some other way, like a visual that's in space but not having any kind of indicator that we could use to hunt it down. It's unclear right now. Um, All we know is that there is allegedly at least one site uh, that is not listed and that we haven't found yet. And so if anybody wants to uh, to correct me on that, I'd be very interested. Like I said, I know a few people and there are organizations that are actively hunting for it right now. I assume that that's I assume that a CCP Valamir uh, points out that global beacon usually is a term that means that it is on the overview automatically like a landmark. But that's my point. I assume that that's correct. But if if that's true, then that, that means that he's suggesting that this hidden site doesn't have one of those. So then the question would be, how would you find it? Uh, would it be a visual in space that doesn't require hunting, like say the Eve Gate was, or um, is slash was, or is it um, something that needs to be scanned down or triggered in some other way? So, uh, but I think that we have really rushed ahead of ourselves. Um, we have already talked a lot about a lot of these landmarks. We have. Um, I kind of but I can pull it. up Sorry. here. We have it's okay. It took you so off your just to get a, an idea of the scope, we have the Eve Gate, which is in the Genesis region over here. Or sorry, uh, yeah, in Genesis region, right? Yeah, 
Evegate is, of course, where we all came from. It's the big, shiny, yellow, white, glowy thing that's in the, the videos. Next is the Trace Cosmos. The Trace Cosmos is that purpley wormholes ripping apart. And that is up here in Solitude, which is a high-sec island, one of the most famous high-sec islands. So it's relatively dangerous to get to. Uh, in Next, we have the Core to the Elements, which is visible... I believe it's supposed to be visible in multiple systems, but the heart of it is uh, right here in Syndicate. It's like a big, it's that big, long, uh, multiple, or no, that was uh, it's the core of the elements. I think, I'm not sure if I remember the core of the elements' this image. Do we have it pulled up? Landmarks, landmarks, core of the elements. Oh yeah, Court of the Elements is like uh yeah, no, I'm right. The Court of the Elements is the long one with like it looks like almost multiple beads strung together. Um next would be the Pool of Radiance, which is uh we'll we'll probably talk about this a little bit more. One of the things that's really important to pay attention to in the story right now is Sanchez Nation. They are white hot. And in fact, even in this, they mention Sancha specifically, I believe, and uh the Pool of Radiance is uh, potentially a very important location that wasn't previously in the game that relates directly to impor how important Sanchez Nation may in fact be. So it's a pretty staggering blue wormhole uh, that's really cool. And then uh, Old Man Stargate, we showed this off a couple weeks ago. Uh, Old Man Star is a very dangerous system, so just jumping in from Valor into Old Man Star, not the best idea, but... Uh, if you come in from the other direction, you might be able to get your eyes on the Old Man Stargate. Old Man Star has a chronicle based around it that tells the story uh, about how it was made. And because of that, it has a very unique construction. And you can see the wreck of the ship. And I think that they've also added little drones flitting about it and working and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool. It's got a unique gate. Um, and then the Battle of Akatioth, which happened in Atioth, uh, which is right here in Geminate. Uh, this is famously where the Amar and the Jovian came into conflict with one another, and the Jovian absolutely destroyed the Amar. Uh, this is this event is what led to the Mimitar Rebellion, and it is accused to have been uh, basically manipulated by the Inhedyuani to to cause it to happen. So, uh, that if you go there now, you can see like the wreckage of the Jovian Observatory that is, that was there. There's some Jovian frigates that were destroyed, as well as the Amarian fleet. Also a chronicle and then of associated course, with that, right? Uh, yes, the Battle of Akatioth. Mm -hmm. But this is actually like the Battle of Akatioth, if you think about it, like in the earliest days of Eve canon, the Battle of Akatioth was kind of seen as like the seminal incident, right? This was this was the triggering event. It's it's what broke the MR, it's what caused the Limitar Rebellion, which eventually caused the Jove to create Concord. It is the event when you when you opened up the manual and read the story of Eve Online, it starts with you know, effectively one of the main first events is the Battle of Akatiath. So um yeah, there's a chronicle about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. Um so yeah. Uh these new landmarks are all added into the game. And as well, there's also uh some new visual effects to Caroline Star, which is uh W477 P, which is most of the time to most people's galactic north Eastish area, depending on where you are. If you're already in the Northeast, it might be more to the West. Who knows? Um, but either way, this star blew up a long time ago, or in 2015. 
And while it doesn't look very different right now, they did change the effect. And more importantly, basically, they if you want to think about it this way, they changed the effect from the old system to whatever this new system is. So they removed the old Caroline Star and put this new Caroline Star in its place using the, the whatever this new effect system or whatever this you know system is iteration is. Um, so it doesn't actually look any different at this point, except for in very specific angles. But uh, who knows what they might do with it later? It looks a little bigger, though, doesn't it? I heard it looks a little bigger. It, yeah. In general, it's a little bit bigger than before, but it's like universally bigger. So it doesn't look like it's like proceeded to explode any further. It's not an advancement in any way. Right. It just looks like it was visually overhauled a little bit. There's also the cloud around it is a little bit more uh, worked out. So that is the landmarks. I see why you went with the Children of Light first. That is funny that they put that one first. Anywho, um, in addition to that, actually, they also uh, they updated the Federation Grand Prix. So not this last event that just ended today, which was the hunt, but the event before that, which was the Federation Grand Prix, which celebrated Federation Day, the foundation of the Glente Federation. Um, in that, they had three different circuits where you could race around. And once you were done with the first time you did it, you were offered the opportunity to go again. But when you went again, you were timed. And the top 10 people from each uh, each lap are now etched into the Grand Prix landmark, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I have to say, uh, uh, one of my corp mates made it on the eastern leg. He's number three. Congratulations, uh, DPR. Well done. A little plug for him. He's the nice. only one I met who I, ma who's making it. But so I'm sure you know, there's obviously 30 or 40 who's making it, but I know one at least. Yay, little fame for me. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool because it's one of those things that any if you as long as you don't have, you're not held back by like skills or something like that. Like if somebody really dedicated themselves to putting themselves on one of these leaderboards, the fact that it was a short time and there were effectively 30 positions, three different races to compete on meant that, um, it, it really had an opportunity for people that put their mind to it to at least get somewhere yeah. on the leaderboard. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I guess it was, really it was cool. three legs, not four. Sorry. So like 30 and it was quite involved. Like he had, uh, he had involved a jump freighter, uh, jump cloning, um, all sorts of things. Uh, it, interceptors that are speed, uh, speed, uh, speed tanked as, or you know, sped up as much as possible. Yeah, all over the place, right? All sorts of stuff. It was quite, uh, quite an intensive uh, few minutes for him, he told me. And his preparation that went into it was days. It took days to get himself all organized. The route is specific and most of the links are rather well like really close to each other like only three jumps away so there's only a couple places where you could really cheese it in order to get an advantage and even then as, as you pointed out it probably takes way more work than you actually get out of time but you're it's a competition so it's whoever manages to bend space and time the best to make it so that they get to all of the checkpoints faster wins Uh, and then the hidden landmark, which we talked about, uh, anybody has any other information? Let me know. Uh, in addition to that also, and I haven't gotten a chance to look at this, the hacking structures, apparently now there are different, uh, equipment in like relic and data site, I assume data sites, um, for you to hack based on the, the race. So like, um, hacking a site in Amar will look different than hacking a site in Galente, or at least the, the stuff that you're hacking will look different. Um, again, there's a lot of effort being put into CCP to flesh out the world building 
and uh, you know, flesh out a lot of these visuals, which which I find very interesting, especially the racial differences. Roaming Triglavian fleets will now be less aggressive with their choice of target locations within known space systems. I read this word for word because if I understood it enough to be able to translate it into my own words, I would have done so. You're talking like I a tweeted, robot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, 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 I tried to figure this one out. Um, sorry. Am I here? Yeah. Yep. You're a little choppy. You're getting yep, a little okay. bit of chop. So I tweeted out to try to get clarifications on this. I tweeted out uh, to try to get clarification on this. I don't think I've gotten a really firm answer. Uh, basically, is is that systems that connected to uh, Poshvin via wormhole, which is usually systems that are in close proximity, i.e. two or three jumps from one of the systems that were taken to Poshvin. When those wormholes are open, Triglavian rats spawn in those systems and wander around and go and kill things. And, you know, famously, this is why, like, every couple of weeks, it freaks out about, oh my god, the Triglavians are invading Perimeter again. It's because Perimeter is close enough to a lot of systems, so it gets connected to wormholes fairly, you know, frequently enough to make Triglavians on the gate. And if you've never fixed your standings with the Triglavians, uh, they, they could get you. So, um, I don't know if this means that they're reducing how aggressively the wormholes spawn. I don't know if this means attack faster once they see a target that they're interested in. I don't know if this means that they warp around more frequently. Oh, I don't know what less yeah. aggressive means. Because this is... But a, they're less aggressive now. This is a big deal for people who are in industrials or freighters or people who are hauling stuff, auto uh, piloting, for instance, that run across these uh, spawns by a gate. You can get killed very close mm -hmm. to Jita, and that's you know that can really wreck somebody's day since that's a major trade hub. I imagine, and this is just a guess, that there is some delay before they target, and uh, something like that. So if you're piloting, you can get through, but if you're uh, autopiloting, maybe you can't. I don't know. That would be my guess. That that would be my guess as well. Um, the number one complaint about all of the rats is how fast they lock, right. um, because it's not just when when there's I've actually a pack by on them. the gate, it's they, not they insta lock. Yeah. Like you don't get a choice. It's not a freighter issue. Yeah, no evasive action like we covered Sunday. You're just caught and killed. So it's pretty instant. You're right. And it says that they're less aggressive with their choice of target locations within known space systems. So it makes me wonder whether or not Took Trig will no gates. longer they may yeah, they may just no longer go to the gates at all right, anymore. Yeah. Because that was or a deadly point nine, no 1.0 security space anymore, maybe. They could would they go that route? Uh It'll be interesting to see how they've decided to to fix this. Yeah, Hateless agrees, and it, he's uh, pretty versed in this, that maybe they're not on those gates, and that makes a lot of sense. Right. I just, I don't want to, I don't want to report anything. That's not you true. Know, if it's speculation, I want to report it as speculation. Okay, so right yeah. now, the, the patch note is, roaming Triglavian fleets will now be less aggressive with their choice of targets, loca locations within known space systems. And that's all we know. <laughs> Yeah. When I get more information, I'll let you know. Yeah. Sunday, Anyhow, Sunday right. we'll let you know what we found out. But as of today, nobody uh, knows for certain. We're just guessing that they're off the gates and they don't uh, trap you as fast. That being said, I'd like to remind everyone that it is actually relatively easy to fix your standings with either the Triglavians or both the Triglavians and Edencom, depending on how much uh, effort you're willing to go through. 
doesn't take that much and it's a one-time thing so that's always cool either way um moving on the big thing today is of course the industry changes so it's important to note that this is not the whole big changes okay if you built a battleship yesterday or if you could build a battleship yesterday with your bpc you can build it with the exact same mats today that didn't change at all that's later what happened today is all of the blueprints that were and whoever's people are already getting ready to correct me i'll get to it all of the blueprints that are going to be ne necessary for the new stuff that will be required to build things like faction equipment battle uh, battle cruisers battleships and, and capitals those were all added to the game today now yeah However, doing good Ash. <laughs> under known issues, issues, um, the all the pretty much the majority of these blueprints aren't seeded yet. Um, I've tried to look for some patterns. I've talked to some people. It I, looks I like the list. Yeah, a lot of the. I, yeah, I can help you real quick here. The reactions are are mostly seeded, but not all. There is a post by a CCP dev with the list. Uh, the racial trigger Neuralink conduit blueprints are seeded but none of the other um, construction components. So for so there's different types of recipes going in. There's construction components, which are your standard components, capital construction blueprints. None of those are seated. None of the advanced capital construction are seated. Then you get to the reactions. All the molecular forge reactions, those are seated. And then you get to the composite reaction. Three out of five are not seated. Two of them are. And so... Really, out of the whole list, they got uh, oh about half done, maybe um, being a little generous. There's the mix. Um, CCP Trash Mob did post this and confirmed a list that was put together by George Magvassi. He confirmed that, and he said, "Yep, sorry, our bad. Sorry about that." And he confirmed that list was correct. Right, and so the most important thing to note about this is that this is referred to as a known issue so chances are this is going to be fixed tomorrow so if you you know the basic stuff the stuff to build the stuff that stuff you can already do right now those blueprints were already seated the basic reactions the stuff to get your r4 products started the process tomorrow to build the stuff with the stuff that you just made wow that was supposed to be me Either way, that stuff will be available by tomorrow, probably. Um, so people can actually get started today on blueprints, especially. Yeah. Oh, we're having terrible the basic lag. stuff, the the, yeah. the 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 baseline stuff. Yeah, if you're going to get into reactions, um, if you're going to get into reactions, you can pick up those BPs right now, and uh, you can start doing those. There's those racial components. You could get those. I think I looked at them. They're 40 million a pop. You could get those and you could start doing your uh, material and time. Um, uh, I just forgot the name for the, not the invention, um, where you make the material. Uh, the, Go ahead. Research. Yeah, the research. Thank you. Research. That's where I was like, oh, brain fart. So you can do your material research and your time research. And looking at it, you have to go to uh, ME10 to even get a bump on the material input. So only those people who are super uh, min-max about their um, 
about their recipes will want to take the time. It's uh, somewhere in around 14, 17 days, I think, for most skilled players Wait, to did, get that did you say, ME10. Uh, you're not talking about researching reactions, are you? Well, no, well, I'm talking about okay. the racial component. We'll get so, to that. Yep, yep. Right. Just because, yeah, I'll let Ashrashi right. cover that. But this is, there's those are the only actual component blueprints that got seeded. They're 40 million a pop. And ME10 is the only one that actually moves the material at all. So you have to go all the way to the end. And then time is time. And you can figure that out as your own. So um, ME research, uh, you, you have to decide if you really want to undertake it so um, or not. The best advice here is just to print a bunch of copies of that, then stick it in for uh, research. That way you can work off the copies while your research is kicking in if you want to get right, to Right, right. Because uh, you, you can get on top of the market, build a bunch before others build it while you're doing your research and then get your gain of the one unit of the input, uh, each of the inputs later on um, for your min-max price, you know, lo- uh, for your pricing. Well, research now so that when they actually change the battleship build requirements, you have fully researched BPOs? You could do that. Well, too. no, the, the issue is, is that if the material efficiency doesn't like make that much of a difference, let's, t- let's talk about a couple of caveats here. So the, I mean, like researching obviously takes time and has diminishing returns and whatnot. And these things don't take very long to research anyways. So if you needed to, if you wanted to research it today, you'll be able to fin- like research it before you need to start cranking out stuff and building it to build the next stuff. Um, but more importantly, a lot of the stuff that's being introduced into the game are reactions and actually an unfortunate bug right now where these reactions are showing searched is, is that you don't actually research reactions. So uh, this is actually another one of the known issues that hopefully will get fixed today. So all, all of the, all of the reactions are, are non-research. The only things that you need to research is the end products. So once again, um, like if there's not just one step to the process now there are multiple reaction tiers and then you build things off of those reactions or off of the stuff that you get from those reactions and then you put that stuff into battleships and battle cruisers etc and so you can start doing the reactions and that's all fine everything everything's totally fine when it comes to like the base tier 0 i have moon goo and i need to start building battleships with it, it can be started today and all of the missing pieces that are still missing but uh, will be introduced hopefully tomorrow. And then the actual battleship changes itself or the, the manufacturing changes themselves won't be available until at least next week, if not longer. Does that help clear things up? Well, the, the bottom line is if you're panicking, don't panic. You could still do what you need to do to get a jump on the market. There are some bugs. Sure, they're going to be fixed by tomorrow. Don't panic. Right. It'll be fine. Yeah, this is the preparation period. The whole point of this is to get all of these things out there and get you know people in their pipelines and let give you time to get the blueprints in the correct places and to research them and to figure out what you're going to do and pre-build some components. It does mean is of course switching from one race's equipment to another race's equipment may be more complicated than it was before in the end, um, and this is a big part of it. It also means that if reason that you've been mining moon goo in high sec for the last several months and getting only or or in wormholes and getting crappy r4 stuff and saying like oh my god 
when is this ever going to be useful? Your time is now. Find yourself a wormhole or a low sec or null sec system and get yourself to some reactions because uh, there is I have R4 goo, but everybody needs the stuff that comes out of it and you can't do reactions in high sec. So if you have a place to do reactions, right now is a good idea to be turning R4 goo into these components that people are going to need. Yeah, CCP Psych, did, CCP Psych did come on to the uh, the new industry channel, which we put up last week. Uh, he came on here onto the Talking in Stations uh, Discord, and he did say uh, all blueprint reactions, all blueprint reaction seeding issues should be resolved by tomorrow. Um, so that's confirmed uh, as, as long as they don't have any problems or any push problems or anything like that. So that's, uh, uh, we got to wait one day. So the memes started, however. There was a few memes that kicked in. There was a... Like I said, with the way that the production chain goes, though, you, you can still have the blueprints ready by the time you actually need them if you start reactions today. Oh, Just wait, throw Hunter, that out there. Uh, Anywho. Hunter, Hunter 135... Oops, I wrote, replied to the wrong guy. Uh, Hunter 135 says, is this on the test server or is this live? I think we should make that clear. Very much live. This is... Live. Yeah, this is live. Um, the seeding of the of the blueprints for the upcoming industry changes started today, and we are talking about a small little oops, uh, mistakes were made, and uh, some about half of the blueprints um, and some of the reactions did not get seeded as planned. So that is live. Good, good, uh, good question. Actually, to to make that more more specific, today is one of those very rare days that I open up Hobo Leaks. And it shows me the difference between Sissy and Tranquility, and it says zero changes found. There is right now no difference between Sissy and Tranquility because all of the basically yesterday they staged today's patch. So they're identical mirrors right now. All right, Ash. What else we got? Yeah, we good to move on. All right. So we got uh implemented a survey integration with the character selection screen. Keep your eyes open for exciting and rewarding survey opportunities launching soon. CCP has <laughs> been working really, really hard. Yep. They've been working on their MPE. They've been working on feedback mechanics. They put in the like button. You know, this is, uh, you know, this is just more of the same. Like, they are very interested in understanding the people that are not us on talk shows telling people what everybody thinks about EVE Online. Or CSM. Uh, which is a very important effort. Yeah. <laughs> or wherever. Yeah. No, it's it's good to give uh, to get to the players, get to the ordinary man in Eve, and ask him, "Are you enjoying the game? What do you like? What's scaring you? Those sorts of things." And let's stop the hysteria that goes on in this meta sphere uh, that we deal with and stuff. But I do like how they couch that survey opportunities. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. They also said rewarding. So so this goes back. They have actually seeded a new set of skins today um, that looks like they're associated with like um bug not bug but uh like bot reporting essentially but at the same time like they just re they launched the scope syndication skin to help out uh that and they have another one uh that is in the same sort of vein that was that people assumed were associated with streamers but maybe associated with this they may end up like giving away special skins if you respond to their surveys A great idea incentivize it all right. Uh, user interface uh, added a feature which allows the minimize solar system app to maximize when reopening the probe scanner window. Okay, cool. Added a feature that shows the structure type in search results. 
Um, added the ability to unlock all targets via a target list anchor or shortcut. This Ooh. is <laughs> kind of <happy>. cool. <laughs> That's so, a good one. so you have, let's say you're in a Triglavian minor victory and you're farming, or, or let's say you're in Poshfin and you happen to have a structure and you're farming the drifters or you're outside just shooting at them with your character. Um, and suddenly you want to be able to be tethered again. You need to unlock everybody. Well, you can unlock them all individually or you can just hit this and boop, you, you're now tethered. Uh, this doesn't work with players. Don't try it with players. Um, but yeah, so there's lots of opportunities, lots of, wait, there's a second, can I, can I just put through, maybe I'll hand it to Rundle, but put through a second scenario because a lot of people, uh, when they do fleets, sometimes the FC will say clear targets. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm super happy. Clear all locks, clear all locks, clear all locks. Exactly. I've already, uh, I've already bound this, uh, this action. It is bindable to a key. I uh, picked you for unlock as original as I am. And I've already done that, and it's going to absolutely get to use in the fleet when the FC uh, says, you know, unlock all semis, unlock all targets, unlock targets, free fire on tornadoes or whatever, right? And, and you got four or five semis lined up uh, or whatever the other ships are that you're shooting, um, and you want a quick way to unlock them. I mean, this is going to be fantastic. Hit one button, boom, they're unlocked, move on to the next set of targets. Uh, it'll certainly speed up gameplay. The, the thing that I think is important to note about this because you know discussing it outside of the context of actually doing it you think about it as like i, I have to unlock six things i just you know control shift click da, 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 down the line they all they're all gone cool but the problem is is that as you know, the client isn't that responsive each one of those takes you know a second or like a little bit of time to acknowledge if you do it too quick you might skip one that kind of stuff and so these, this process is not nearly as clean as you would think they are. And anything that allows you to perform an action faster, to be ready faster, uh, is going to be extremely beneficial to those who use it. Yeah. So the control shift clicking to unlock, it, yeah, in a, in a, in a bubble, it, it's meaning in a, in a, just looking at that function alone, sure, you can say I can control shift click. But I'm usually busy with my mouse and control clicking on the new targets coming in or getting ready to do that or trying to do a sort or try to find the new targets or look on the, the, the broadcast list or whatever. I'm usually busy with my left hand uh, and my mouse doing something else. So for me, I just now have to just literally lift my hand, reach over, hit you, and then carry back on, have my mouse where I probably need it and want it as opposed to having to move it, finding the control shift, unlocking these things. And maybe misclicking, or what I normally do, I normally somehow click and drag a target from like slot one over to slot three instead of uh, like I just change the order. I do something silly like that because I'm cl- trying to cl- click so fast, I actually click drag. Uh, so, you know, I just do, you know, shit right. like that happens and you lose a little bit of momentum and a little bit of mental flow and it's annoying as fuck. So hitting one button now, I'm super stoked about this. Read, one read tiny little UI though. change. There's What's that? There's, read comments. There's one there for you. Also, Elderic uh, P says, in big tie-dye fights, this is going to be a godsend. All right. Yeah, the rectangle. I always forget about the damn rectangle. I, I use the rectangle for targeting sometimes. I did it the other day, and I locked up five of, five of my team by locking up five of my... Uh, 
of the semis and the fleet. Uh, whoops, my bad. Sorry for locking friendly bros. My bad. It'll target drones with the collection uh, rectangle. Yeah, I was trying to target fighters, and I accidentally shifted, brought my rectangle a little too big. I was zoomed out a little too far, and I targeted a bunch of my uh, a bunch of the heaters. I think there were actually uh, Bazzies and Ospreys actually who I uh, who I targeted. So it didn't mean to scare the crap out of them. They don't normally like it when blues start targeting them back. So rather than take the bait, I'm going to just move on to the next one. Um, everyone. <laughs> Uh, hands up if you have ever uh, attempted to link a fit. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, what fit are you in? And you link it, and they're like, hey, that's the ship, not the fit. Okay, good. We've all done it. Good. That's Absolutely. now fixed. If you if you drag a ship from your like item window or selective uh, from your selected items window um, into a chat, it will actually link the ship fit rather than the ship type now. So we can all stop looking like idiots to our friends. Yay! Yay. And the crowd all cheers. I can probably still find ways to look like an idiot. (laughs) I'm sure I can too. As CCP said before, people will still do dumb things, but at least it won't be our fault. Uh, Added several new help pointers and improved messaging on why pointers might not be displayed. Um, That's kind of cool. I know that somebody was pointing out that there's now a new indicator that tells you that you should get your un, uh, uncollected items or whatever. So the red dot now has a friendly blue box to, to, to go along with it. But basically, this just helps uh, you know, them to point to various different UI elements to uh, allow people to get accustomed to the game. Uh, one of my favorite things, actually, is that if you go up into the Neocom menu and then go down to Utilities, I'm going to partially cover this but and then go all the way to the bottom to the pointer window there's actually a window with every single ui element or almost every ui element in the game and you can drag and drop these into a chat to link it to somebody and if you click here it'll actually like point you to where to get it so boom just like that so that's cool if i click on it again oh look it'll tell me it's here yeah. And so this is made so so for forth. advanced players to give information to a new player without having to describe where to go. They drop that little ticket or little, uh, I don't know what you would call that, bookmark into text. They click on it and it shows them with a graphic animation what you're talking about. So it's for tutoring younger pilots. Now, where can they find that? Where can advanced players find that? Uh, once again, if you go to the Nikon menu, and then go down to utilities, which is the bottom of the, uh, you know, folders. And then all the way to the bottom of that is the pointer window. And honestly, if I'm ever like, if I'm on a stream or if I'm helping out somebody and they don't know where a certain UI element, they're like, where's the fleets? I'll actually give them directions to the pointer window and then tell them that they can search for whatever UI element that they want to in the filter. And then they can use that to point to where they want. Oh, that's a good one. Um, you know, teach, teach a man to fish. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Uh, okay, so next I have added a buy and fit multi uh, button to the multi fit window as fit fails to apply a fitting to a ship. This is actually really awesome. So uh, if you have a fit ready to go and you want to buy it, or if you want to fit it, you you can hit the fit ship button. A list of all of the th- items that you still don't have to fit the ship, and then you could hit buy. And then that would pull up the market. 
and then you'd be able to buy it all right there. Or not, it wouldn't buy, it would pull up multi-buy. And then you'd hit buy all, and then you'd buy it all, and then you'd have it. So then, but then you'd have to go back and hit fit ship again. And it would use all that new stuff that you just got and fit it. Um, this uh, fixes that. So now I have a doorbell and I have to go check that. But this makes it so that one button will not only buy all this stuff, but then complete the fitting process. I'll be back. Wow. All right. Uh, so they added an NPC icon to the target that is also shown in the overview. Um, so that lets you know that the target is, I guess, an NPC. I'd be interested to see what that looks like. And there's another one that I'm actually super excited about, where they added the option inside the game now to include jump bridges in your route when you're using the autopilot feature. That is this, a huge, huge, huge change. for NullSec people. Yep. This can be toggled on and off in the autopilot options. It does not mean you have to engage autopilot. You just go to your autopilot. So most people don't even realize they're, they're, they're interacting with the entire autopilot when you set a destination and you go there and you, if you were to left click on the A and it brings up the, the menu of options, you're still you're playing with the entire autopilot feature, um, even though you might not enable the autopilot to manually or to autopilot you places. But that's still that whole thing is called the autopilot. So enormous right. if you're in NPC space. I tested it out today. It works fantastic. Uh, turned a, an 18 jump uh, route into seven jumps, and it just took me where I needed and right to the right to the jump gate, and um, on I went. This is only for people who have access to jump bridges in NullSec, the only place you can build them. So for That's everybody right. else, it doesn't really matter. But for them, it's a big change. Yes. Right. So basically, the short of it is, is that you're, if you set a destination, the route that is, that is calculated by the game or you know, by your client now takes into account uh, jump bridges, player jump bridges that you have access to. Pretty simple. It's yep. it's a big change. Yeah. It's so um, simple. That's why we explained it three times. <laughs> but they got uh, it. But they got well, it. Well, it's a it's a it's a big deal. Um, and but it also it's something that like if people that don't live in Nullsec, they may not quite understand a why that's important or b even what it practically means. So it was good to go over. Either way. Um, and then the only other thing that I have here for user interface stuff is that an NPC icon was added to the target. Uh, which is also in the overview. I th think that means that now you see under the target when you lock something, you see its ship type. But I also think that that was what it was like yesterday. So I'm I am having a complete like hysterical fit when it comes to that that patch note. Anybody trying know? to understand exactly if what you it know, means. write it in chat. Yeah, if you know, let write it in chat, please. Um, okay. Uh, fix an issue where users couldn't uh, claim Omega daily rewards. Cool. Uh, fix an issue that caused signature radius suppressor passive bonuses to work while the module was offline. Unfortunate, but that's a new module, so that's kind of the thing that happens. Um, fix capitalization error on 4.4. Let's see. Anything else that is By the way, if you read like chat, you're correct in your assumption it puts the ship type in red under your target lock. Excellent. Uh, it fixed an issue with the tracking computer's audio increasing uh, time over time after activation. That's super handy. Although, from my understanding, the 
I can hear the the gate sound everywhere bug is still in effect. So not great there. Um, I think am I missing anything else? They fix a number of the load things. And so I, they don't say it out right here, but I was going to say, you know, there's a number of alliances, a number of corps who cannot edit their um, in-game channel uh, message of the day. There was a bug back from blackout time. And uh, I think, you know, the story I hear still is that they're not quite sure how to replicate it. Therefore, they can't replicate it. Therefore, they can't fix it. But a, a number of these, I'm just guessing this total opinion, a, a number of these technical fixes, though, kind of seem to fix um, and it, things in terms of the user interface and in terms of some of the technical stuff in terms of text and fixing windows and ticker suggestions and edit location windows and a bunch of stuff like that. I would just say if you have one of these problems, give it a try. You, you never know. They might have fixed it, the background, or something got changed with a fix like this because they do seem to have touched a lot of UI elements and a lot of backend elements in relationship to this. So, you know, give it a try. If you're a CEO or uh, you run an alliance, it's going to take you two minutes to find out whether it got fixed or not, or less. And if it doesn't work, submit a bug report. Another one. Another one, yeah. Say it still isn't working. Yeah. Siri, like that's not even even being facetious. That is, I'm, I'm pretty sure CCP would tell you the same thing. Because the more of th- those are just data points that they can use to further understand the problem. Okay, uh, Riley Sharkey Reese, what a name! What a name! Uh, he tells us that uh, dragging the dragging into chat, uh, dragging into chat links the ship itself, not the fitting. Uh, it basically gives you the ship name and the insurance policy. That's all. We were talking about that earlier, so okay, so get to the bottom of that one. Well, let's test. I've got local, a ship here. I can post it. And yep, it's just that. So what did they mean? Maybe it just doesn't Selected work. Items. They to do it. Is it where you drag it from your inventory over? Is that what it means from the selected item window? I'll now link the ship, ship dragged rather than the ship type. Well, yeah. CCP is setting me up for failure. That's all I know. It's fine. We'll figure out. So I guess that isn't what it means. It means something. Thank you for that correction. Um, I, uh, I, I, took, hmm. I took it to mean like from your inventory, from your, uh, from your hangar, if you grab the ship and drag it into chat, what it used to do is just link the ship type. Um, when you have a fully fitted ship sitting in, your, in the hangar and you want to drag it to your friend like, hey, this is what I'm about to fly. Check it out. Build one of these. And it's just a ship that shows up. That's what I thought it means, but um, you tried something different. Right? So just just so that normally you drag from the top up, up from top there, right? Right. Normally, so so the proper way to do this, if you want to get it to work right, is that you pull the name from the top left of your fitting window. That, that will actually link the real fitting, right? Um, but if you pull it from here or uh no. Uh, says the dude talking from here. is right. I think he's referring to Rundle. The dude talking. I'm the dude. You're Thanks, Hateless. This talking. is Rundle. Yep. I just did it. Okay, so you this might it. be what they're talking about. Yeah. So I have I have an active ship. This name right here. If I grab this part here, 
that's now the fit. Except for that didn't. Hold on. Gotcha. If I grab this fit. Oh my god. Don't do it this way, apparently. I'm gonna have to try Happening. and see if it's from the hand. I don't as never well. mind. I did it once and now it's Yeah, I saw you do it once. I don't know, man. All right, shake it off, Ash. Let's move on. That's all right. That got solved. Yeah. It's 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 partially. It's it, all right. It it's all right. Working. They they gave they gave they me buy and fit. That's all I needed. So this was just this was just extra. All right. Uh, wait, one last piece of advice. As soon as you Let's made see if it a separate anything window, else that we want to cover for the day. Sorry. What, uh, as soon as you made it a separate window, when you drag it from there, it's just the whole description. Okay, <sighs> that that seems well, rife with like problems. The, but go the, ahead. the truth is, is that. If you open up your fitting and then you grab the name from the top left of the fitting, that is the correct way to link a fit in EVE Online. Until this patch note has some sort of better resolution, that's what I'm going to stick with. Uh, keep, right. keep working on it, I guess, CCP. Either way, um, let's see if there's anything else. Oh, yeah. Uh, we I definitely wanted to get your thoughts on the native Mac client playtest. Yeah. Yep. So starts in two days, right? Two days and runs for, uh, if I do my math right, about six days. So that's, there's been a lot of there's a lot, I mean, a lot of people asking about this, especially with the release of uh, Eve Everywhere. People were like, well, "What about the Mac client?" And yeah, this for, is about the Mac client. For those so person who cares about the Mac client, tell me about it. For those that don't know the history of Eve Online, it's always had a Linux client and a Mac client. They were using Wine, which is a, a type of wrapper that um, wraps the code and then is able to translate it for the other operating system. So it wraps uh, Windows code and it translates it for um, Linux or Unix-based stuff like Apple uh, OS, uh, basically. So that's always been a problem because uh, sometimes uh, EVE Online will upgrade its graphics or something, and then the Wine wrapper will need to catch up. And it's worked pretty well, but it's always been this kind of uh, workaround. So this is one of the first times that um, I've seen a company say, yeah, we're going to endorse Mac OS. We're going to build code right for it. And they have what you'll be playing if you do this test that they're going to do in a couple of days is you'll be working with um, uh, basically a client for Mac native in Rosetta if you're using a M1 chip, which is different because Apple right now is between is between chipsets, right? It used to use Intel chip for a long time. Well, they've just changed it to their own chip called the M1. So there's been a wave of computers and laptops that have come out with the M1 chip. Uh, that requires a different kind of architecture. But in order to keep people whole with their past uh, software, they have this thing called Rosetta that translates translates old software to the new chip and it works really well. So if you test, you're going to be testing stuff that's made for the Intel chip on Mac in Rosetta form and it should work well. We're going to find out what the bugs are. Now, here's the thing. If you have an M1 chip computer now, which would just be a laptop or a Mac mini, that's the only thing available right now. We suspect that the, uh, the Mac, oh, what do they call it? The, uh, the desktop version is going to have uh, its M1 chip debut this spring. Uh, so it's coming out soon. 
That is coming as well from CCP. You're going to have a native client for the M1 chip down the road, which would be pretty cool. So they're not giving up on Macintosh. That is a great, um, that is a great development for people like me. Yeah. So what's, what's the problem with running it on wine? Why not just, I mean, like, what's the problem with the solution as it exists? Wine uh, is usually, um, Actually, I would have to look into it, but it's because it's sim it's simulating, and I think, or translating, or whatever. You have software inside a software working on an operating system. When you when you code for it to be native, I think you benefit from like uh, less, I guess, less bugs in it because uh, I think the the like for sense. instance the, yeah, the, yeah. the wine thing doesn't work with M1. For instance, I can't play Eve on Mac right now. But there are other problems. Oh, with, okay. With That's wine. there you go. Yeah, it's just another. It's like outsourcing. Yeah, I, I always knew that it was like less stable. Yeah, I mean it's a little well, miracle. It's, it's running wine basically is a, a virtualized yeah, client. Wine is a little miracle, but it doesn't work for everything, and it doesn't work a hundred percent well. And and then you have all kinds of different uh, troubleshooting you have to do, and you don't know if it's the client for Mac, if it's the client, or if it's Mac OS wine. Um, translation. So there's a lot of like room for uh, bigger headaches. So making it right for the client, I think they can, um, it's a big, here's the thing. I asked um, the executive producer of EVE Online, Man Buren, I said, are you going to create, we had an interview with him when he first got the job with Berger and with Orca. The three of them are basically the top of the stack when it comes to EVE Online. We had them interviewed as soon as they got the job. And we said, is there still going to be a Mac client? And uh, Manburn was basically said, that's a real question because that takes a lot of resources. And my interpretation of that was no more Mac clients. But EVE Online has really benefited right. from having that cachet of being a game you can play on Linux or a game you can play on Mac because those are Unix based. And that's very like, I don't know, futuristic and forward thinking because that's so worldwide, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm glad they're keeping with it. I think it has some cachet beyond just utility. I agree. I, I What I find interesting about this is that um, CCP has had a lot of concern about technical debt, right? So it's one of the reasons why a lot of features have been removed in the past. It's the reason why certain things have been like not really or looked at in certain uh like or not move forward on i should say um it's why they've done a lot of streamlining because you know the game has gone on for a long time and so they have become intimately aware of the technical debt that they already have and so the idea that they would say like yes we would su also support a native mac client that's not ju just we compile it on a different engine that means that you have to have I presume ongoing development support that knows how to work in native Mac in some way, you know, uh, not just, it, it's not just somebody's secondary job. I would assume you would want a dedicated uh, support. Oh, team. Also, I want to, um, I want to correct something. It, I call sorry? it wine emulator and it's exactly not an emulator. It's wine is not <laughs> emulator. And that's basically recursive I, uh, titling, which is, which is what Unix does, right? They recursive title everything. So wine is not an emulator. Yes. Wine stands for wine is not an emulator. And I, I think I called it an emulator to be uh, coy to them, but oh, was um, it me. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I'll take credit. Uh, <laughs> take, the bullet. take the bullet. Either way. So <laughs> uh, the point is, is that 
this plus a lot of the other things that we've seen, like CCP's really been staffing up in the last year. Um, you know, since since the acquisition from Pearl Abyss, you know, we've seen several significant acquisitions for the uh, for the community team. We've seen uh, uh, more lore writers be brought on staff. Uh, I believe that we've had development efforts staffed up. So, you know, this this is the kind of thing that a uh, that the old CCP before they were bought out just simply didn't have the resources to take on um, in a very real way. And clearly success is thy proof. It's, it's ready for testing. This isn't like them saying that they're going to do it in a year. Um, you know, they're, they've been working on this. And I think that that speaks to, uh, a lot of the efforts that they've been doing recently. I've got a little surprise. Uh, this surprised me just now, but I'm going to show this on screen. I want you to look at this. It's really cool. Uh, read what that says there, guys. And this is from Manixar, who's part of TIS, as you can see. He's actually the guy who started this uh, show with me on the uh, U.S. time zone, uh, the daily show. And uh, Manixar basically put this in Talking in Station's CCP Please channel, and I got a bunch of upvotes, as you can see, 36 upvotes. And he, he, he writes, add a Siblix and Siblix jump gates to, this, to the set destination calculation. So there you have it. Manic, Manic will uh, take credit for that one since it was so popular here. <laughs> I'm sure it's been wanted before, but that's pretty cool. Nice. Okay. So thankfully, oh man, M lot yeah one of our viewers uh pointed out what it is so so this up here in the top top uh corner is your selected item box and so right now i have my Ford my astrohus did but if i had a ship selected then presumably i'd be able to drag out of here link it i need to go find a ship find a ship where would people be right now? <laughs> I'll figure it out. In the meantime, right. we'll move on. We'll get back to that. All right. Oh, MP Ozzelot. There you go. Thank you that for that, MP Ozzelot. So, so this is the selected item window. What he's saying is that it's easier to drag out of there. Like if a Logi is trying to specify Oops. or what's going on. Wait, how does that work? In Logi Wings, sometimes you want to link a ship on grid. But how does that work to now? That's what I'm so confused about. Like, what is the difference? What is it supposed to do? MP. Because I can't link somebody's fit that if it's not my ship. I don't know somebody else's fit. I'm still confused. I'll get this. And if I don't have it figured out by, if it hasn't been figured out or talked about since till Friday, I will, uh, I'll make sure to figure it out and bring it to you guys. All right. So in the, uh, I think we've got one other thing to talk about today. In the things go boom category, uh, there was a uh, interesting kill mail going around where a uh, an Ares was moving a whole lot of blueprints around and uh, unfortunately got caught. And his uh, 36 billion worth of BPs, well, a lot of them went kaboom. So unfortunate for him. It was Second. an Ares, yeah. That's the second blueprint collection we've seen destroyed in the last few yes. years. Yes. Yeah. People moving things around, maybe because of the industry changes or who knows what. 
they're just redistribution of moving things around maybe hard to say uh so to be generous yeah so here's uh matt i was going to link it show you unfortunately for this guy i was going to mention his name but he's uh in in the lord <laughs> lord of worlds uh, alliance it's narek 1735 oh it's that hurts yeah yeah 36 billion in blueprints there's a lot in there it's uh He's got lots and lots of them. Not done yet. Nope. Bit further. There you go. Well, he is lucky because there was a guy in a jump uh, freighter, actually, I think, that lost a hundred billion in blueprints. So, yeah, you're not. You're not. I don't think I'd feel too lucky. (laughs) I don't think I'd feel too lucky if I lost thirty-six billion. But yeah, at least I guess you could think I was not a hundred. Well, we're adding to his misery, but we're letting him know he's not alone. No, he's not alone. That's yeah. right. All right. Uh, and uh, in, in war news, I think uh, a couple Delve Keep stars, uh, a couple more timers. Uh, Imperium has been chewing down some additional uh, Pappy stuff. So uh, losses are mounting on both sides. Um, both sides are, are just picking targets where they can. The, uh, the the campaign in Delve is where Pappy is still focusing, and the Imperium is focusing uh, on counting counterpunching in uh, areas um, to the east of Delve, and uh, lots of lots of things being lost. And what do you got there, Matterall? Uh This looks like something that went down. Let's see. I I'd right. also like to circle back on that Aries again, actually. You want to go back because the there are two things that I want to point. I want to point out two things to people about like don't do this, kids. So there's two things that really stand out to me on this fit. I had to double check some things. First of all, uh, this is uh, well. Hold on. No, this is correct. So this interceptor is immune to interdiction spheres. So his plan is to be able to use this super quick. Um, you know, he doesn't have a clover ops cloak because it's interceptor or whatever. So he's not going to cloak. He's going to zip off and it doesn't matter if you have a bubble, he's going to get away with it. But the thing that went wrong here is that even if I turn off my Moric warp drive, my align time is 2.58. And if your align time is above two, even 2.00, that means it is significantly, it basically anybody who is prepared to will be able to catch you. Um, and so this guy thought that he was safe and just simply was not. Yeah, you need a sub. I'm actually confused about this. You need a sub to, uh, what is it? Sub two second time. warp align, basically. And you need to, uh, yes. here's the thing about it, though. Even if you have a 1.9, doesn't it round up to two? And can't you be caught? No, it's, it's 1.99 is, is one. And then two is, or actually, sorry, 1.99 is two. And then 2.0 is three. So there's no rounding. Oh, I see what you're saying. So Every, it's yeah, everything less, rounds right? up to the next second. Right. Everything rounds up, but two seconds, you're home free. Because I think I got caught with less than a two second. In fact, I'm sure I got caught with less than a two second. Because all my frigates or um, uh, camera ships are less than two. And I got plucked and destroyed. I think you can still get caught if, if people are, you know, if, if there's a, a giant fleet set up and they have remote uh, sensor boosters and stuff. But yeah, it, I, it's, a scale of, it's a scale of fleet that is, you're still rolling dice. Everything you do in EVE, you roll the dice, right? 
Uh, yeah, it's but just I, that I think when, if we advise people that if you get less than two seconds, you're home free. Yeah, you like gotta, I, I, I was going to jump in. Right. Yeah. That, is, that is why I did not say that. No, yeah. I, I said that. My bad. Yeah, you, yeah. Basically, if you have sub two second, it's as we've learned actually just within the last couple of months, sub two second doesn't make you safe. Above two second makes you extremely vulnerable. That's the difference. Yeah, that's, that's the right way to put it. I think we could point it out this way, that if if a guy is working alone, it's going to be very difficult for him to catch a two second or less, or let's say zero to two. Um, what is it? Time. A, line po- a, line, a line time, yeah. A line time. But he can still do it if he's helped by a mate that actually boosts his sensors, which makes him lock even faster. And I think that's what caught me. So they basically, uh, he puts an alt there or whatever right. and boosts his uh, tackling ship. His tackling ship is now lightning fast, like a frog with a giant sticky tongue. I was a fly, I'm dead and eaten. Uh, but if somebody's working alone, then uh, you know, you're probably a lot safer with less than two. I think we thoroughly yeah, confuse people. If you're at sub two, it takes a lot of work for people to catch yeah. you. Yeah, but if you're above two second, basically the, the rule of thumb is if you're above two second, you need to be expect people to be able to lock you. Like anybody, it doesn't, there's nothing, there's no concern about server tick. There's no nothing. If you are highly CBOed, if you're good at locking people, you can lock somebody with 2.0. Yep. 2.0, it's much harder to hit. So and you're never 100 percent safe. Yeah, and but none if of you're this at matters. Above 2.0, you're getting caught. And none of this matters if you run into a, a, a couple smart bombing battleships sitting on a gate. <laughs> so you know, that's the other half uh, of it. Exactly. All right. There's all sorts of risk, right? So nothing is safe in Eve if you're new to this oh. game. Don't don't uh, take it other. By the way, uh, remember they talk about the closer you are to the server, the faster you're ping. Therefore, the faster your reaction time. And there's some kind of built-in advantage to being in London as opposed to California, where I live. So I might have been picked off because, yeah, uh, the internet tripped me up. Yeah, and that's the thing that goes back to what we were saying earlier about unlocking, right? Like, there's a difference between, like, on paper how things work, and in the muddy, actually gameplay. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you're loading a new grid. You might hang. You might act, double. You know, double. Like, anything can go wrong. Um, you might be in space uh, trying to get to the know, next it, gate it with your left hand. Your left hand could be busy. You could be trying to do this only with your right hand. You never know, right? <laughs> My God. <laughs> it, could be all, it could be all sorts of problems happening. That's right. By the way, Hateless Gaming actually spent a good amount of time theory crafting this. And uh, you, should act- you should actually ask Hateless Gaming. He's in chat now. He can tell you all about it, but he definitely uh, was able to uh, theory craft this to death and, and really pinpointed. Uh, some of the uh, evasive maneuvers that that are uh, that we're talking about here with uh, fast ships aligning right off the gate yep. and getting away or not getting away. So let's uh, kick that question to him. Maybe we'll yeah. ask him again Sunday. Uh, Hateless and Fonsui, both of which are in chat, are actually uh, two great examples of our kind of Eve scientists that uh, you know people uh, who look at what we teach about the game and ask, well, why do we feel that way? What do we know about it? You know, how, what are the extremes? Why do we think that, uh, what's actually true. And rather than just sit around and talk about it all day, he'll go out and test it. And, uh, that's one of the things I really respect about both of them really, but, uh, hateless does it on stream. So yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Both guys are actually part of talking in stations, uh, subject matter expert think tank. So 
Uh, they're they're usually around. You can ask. And if you want to talk to them or anybody else. Right. TIS Discord. Yeah, and if you want to talk to them or anybody else, we can go to the TIS Discord. We're just talking all over each other. Shoot. It's lag. <laughs> that too. No, um, for real though, we do have uh, one of the larger Eve communities. We like to make it a place for the, anybody who wants to come in and respectfully uh, tell their opinions, views, perceptions, thoughts, knowledge, or experience with Eve Online. I'd love to hear it. And uh, I'm sure there'll be others, thousands of other people within Discord there too. So you should check it out. All right. And on that note, I don't. Do we have anything else uh, today? We we talked about some stuff blowing up. Do we have anything I think else? That's it. Uh, Gregor, are you still here? What's that? No, he left. He took he off. Went okay. To trash talk. A little something going on in solitude. We'll talk about it tomorrow when we get to the bottom of it. Oh, that's funny. So uh, Racer Two K Five X says, "Let's get this. Let's get the TIS Discord to level three for their five year anniversary." Thanks for that. That's nice of you to think that way on discord um if you do want to help talking in stations you could do it that way or you can uh join our patreon it is patreon.com slash matterall or you can uh subscribe here on twitch and those are the ways that you can you can help out and youtube we've been posting we post all of our content uh all of our videos all of our streams get posted over on twitch and then or on youtube and then we also post uh, other videos too we should actually open up a subscriber tier on youtube and maybe do some special stuff for our subscribers on youtube i think there's a whole thing now that you can do on youtube we're not we're not very crafty at um monetization but we should we should look into that also the term subscribe doesn't mean the same thing on on each one right S subscribe in youtube would be the equivalent of follow here so yeah Okay. Yeah. Um, Asking somebody to say, yeah. Is there anything else, Ashtarothy? Just about covers it for the day, unless there's something else that went boom. That's all of the patch notes and everything. And we'll uh, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to follow up to see what kind of fixes, if anything. And then, of course, I hopefully will be back on Friday to talk about the weekend. But until then, sure. I think that's good for the day. What about you, Rundle? Do you have anything else? No, I think I'm good. Um not done talking tonight, so I'm going to head off to uh, Trash Talk Tuesday here Trash in a Talk moment. Trash Talk Tuesday. Yeah, All right. Yell at some people. Well, we're going we're gonna to send the crowd over to, uh, to follow you specifically at Trash Talk Tuesday. They get more Eve uh, talk show stuff. One last thing. Uh, last time the three of us were in the same room, I was going to shiv them both with my convict shirt on. And I just want to say sorry. Um, <laughs> but also... Um, I think we, I think we came up with, and I've heard this before. Ashtarathi has brought it up before, that talking in stations should be considered something like because we ask ourselves, are we news or are we commentary? Are we both? What are we? We're like sportscasters, right? There's some news in sportscasting, but there's also interpretation and strategy and unraveling the deeper game. That's what we're doing. So talking in stations, kind of like your yeah pundits. Yeah, is the term. We're not here to. We're not here. I'm not here to say that one. We'll one team is better than the other. One team's strategy is better than the other. One team's whatever is more effective than the other. I just want to celebrate everything that's happening in EVE Online and bring it to you guys and put it into context for my film period. There's only yeah. one CCP convict, and he's right there <laughs> in the audience. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. I just had the convict shirt on. That was uh, an allusion uh, to you and respect to uh, the great CCP convict. Yeah, I'm going to get a come at me, bro, T-shirt from Adderall. <laughs> yeah. I made an Aussie joke. It is true. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, Astrothy, thanks for helping us out. Rundle, thank you for uh, all the work. And uh, thank you guys for watching Talking In Stations. We'll be back tomorrow. We have some great stuff lined up. Tomorrow, we're going to talk to a guy that does an industrial tool that you will want to see. His name is Revendahl, and he's done some graphic work on it. So you can actually see a graphic in real time of the combinations of things you'll have to build in order to build ships. That'll help you out a lot. So we'll see what that looks like tomorrow. And then uh, later in the week, Thursday, we're probably going to talk to a new player named Gory. I think they call him Mustachio because he's got that mustache. Um, and, Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I'm Thursday or Friday. Thursday. And, then, yeah. Uh, and then Friday, we'll have uh, even more stuff with Ashtarathi. So we'll work all that out and uh, see you later on in the week on Talking in Stations. Reacting.